this. It's like a false start the entire time. Uh, see, I enjoy that. I mean, I don't. It's not my favorite, but like, I just. Somebody's on the turntable fucking up a good song. <laughs> be like, you could just drop the needle and let this one you know, play. That, <laughs> that would be fantastic to be like that DJ who's like, I'm going to intentionally fuck up real good songs just to piss people oh, off. God. Could you imagine? And, and then and then they play a song, and I don't insert your own song here, but they don't no touch shit. anything. So insinuating the whole song is bad. Yeah. Was he slow? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> that the thing that he wrote yeah it's on that, there it was actually by Kid Koala I think so yeah, it, it, yeah. Did, it did Danger Mouse do something too Danger Mouse did one with um, that's why Killer Mike and Big Boy were in that scene because they did the Danger Mouse song Chase Me it's uh, okay. Danger Mouse featuring Run the Jewels and mm-hmm. Big Boy uh, well welcome out everybody to episode 349 of the you didn't see me do it <laughs> I'm that good ladies and gentlemen surprise surprise wait we're recording right we're now we're recording right now I was like, wh- why? <laughs> we're on a podcast. What? what? No. no. Uh, What's a podcast? But, well, a podcast is... <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to the full episode, pay no attention to the microphone. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> Sorry. That's a, uh, that may be a recurring character. <laughs> I'm fine with that. What are we doing here again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're here to talk about a movie, but before we get into officially into the movie... Check out our wonderful sponsors, uh, packratcomics.com, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky, and then uh, the magical and authorized misadventures of Rocking Boinkle at gbgpresentspod.com, and uh, and that you can get more of that on our show notes. And we are also part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, or IABDP, and speaking of the network, a big focus of the network is entertainment content, and It's All Been Done Presents it has an in-house TV expert who has been offering his reviews of television programs for the past seven years. It's me. <laughs> it's not me. It's actually my good pal Jimmy, aka he uses Jerome Wetzel as his name. He's the chief television critic. He's fancy. He's fancy. He done there fancy. Derp, derp, derp. I am Jimmy. Derp, derp, derp. He, you know, he he'll listen to this though. He'll be like, I don't sound like that at all. Actually, he'll be like, derp, derp, because he's really loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he, you have tone problems though, bro. Um, he's never quiet. Uh. Uh, like him, him whispering, he's like, "What?" Like, <laughs> and actually, the whole time he probably like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> this is my library voice. This is... <laughs> actually, I would say since he had the kid, he he does. I feel like he is a little not too uh, great. I used that today. I said, "Guys, we need to use our babies, our sleeping voices right now." <laughs> oh man! But uh, so Jerome Wetzel <laughs> is the chief television critic. For Seat42F.com, technically I haven't messed anything up yet, so do not drink. Um, and he's a contributing writer for Blog Critics Magazine. It's all been done anyway. So check out the latest work at IABDPresents.com. And right as I said, I was like, derpa, derpa, derp. it's all been done anyway. That's because we've already done that. Uh, that's the alt universe. It's the alternate. It's the parallel universe idea. It's like everyone comes out like derpa derpa. Welcome to the show, derpa derpa. It's the best thing you're gonna know, derpa derpa. Uh, sorry about the derpa hat. <laughs> Why the derpa that? <laughs> if you would like to actually know what the hell we're talking about at this point, it's all been done for you hour dot com. Which, by the way, I am a I am a member of that show. I write for that show. I love that show dearly. I am. This is all in good fun. Now, please, I'm not being malicious in any way whatsoever. But anyway, let me look all casual now. Today we have host with us so long, Stargazers Nick Ray and Matt Labs Kyle Jepson. What up? And uh, just a little FYI, we're going to talk about the film Baby Driver. Which, if you're going, Nick, that movie's been out since God knows however long. But here's the beauty: September 12th, it came out on DVD. And it will be available on Blu-ray October 10th. And I think it will also be on digital download on September 12th. Yeah, yeah. So. I should have rented it on DVD to watch before this podcast. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's, yeah. Because we're not at all doing this before September 12th. Time travel. Time I'm Skyping in from Paris right now. Oh, that's, that's right. Even though it sounds 100% professional, I let you take a mic, yeah. which is really expensive, and I would not really do an mm-hmm. answer to but I made an exception. I'm in a cafe right now smoking yeah. cigarettes and You're eating a, a lot of cheese. I am in that cafe. The cafe. Baguette. 
Sorry, that was s'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> that, I, that's the only thing I did not add right in that episode. Is but I mean, in terms of that little section, mm-hmm. everything else was me, and then Jimmy added s'il vous plaît, and I was like. Son of a bitch. You know I have a hard time saying words enough as is. Why do you think I went with the easy stuff? Like, actually, that's the one thing I think I, I didn't put in respect. It was like, les cigarettes. <laughs> anyway, people have no clue what we're talking nope, not about. A thing. But you know fine. what? That's okay. Inside jokes, everybody. Go listen to everything else in the podcast yes. network and you'll get it eventually. Jesus Christ. Actually, that should be the running theme for this podcast. There are tons of running jokes. Don't understand? Just listen to all of them. Listen all 349 of them. Master plan. Eventually, you'll get all the jokes. <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Derp, 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 you'll get all the jokes. Sorry. <laughs> that one's new today. That one, no. That we're one is new today. It. Yeah, we're running with it. You know what? It might come up later. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, listen to uh, Baby Driver. Oh, why You're already listening to it. Why is it? Yeah, listen keep, to it. Keep listening to keep it. Keep listening to it. Jesus Christ. Now it's... Okay, you know Take what? A Take a drink. It's gone off the rails. Uh, episode three... This is why I love doing these, though. Because it's... <laughs> always, well, you know what? Uh, on that note, we're going to let your hatred simmer. And then we'll come back. <laughs> we'll start the episode. <laughs> 349. of mine today was like oh i always do like the how do you spell that but i tried that because i worked in a high school for three years mm. and because it was a like large population of students i'd be like wait remind me how to spell your first name again but every now and then it would bite me in the ass with yeah j-o-h-n and i and i'd be like uh i spelled my name okay my last name's weird a-r-g-a-n-b-r-i-g-h-t I was dropping. Okay, so I also dropped something off the dry cleaner today. But but I just remember I had to sit there and I was just like literally. Can you spell your name? A R G A R G A N A N B R I G H T B I R G H T. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, that's a way to spell bright. I've been doing a weird thing. Um, so I'm going to Paris with for my job next week. Yeah, and I've been in charge of doing all like the reservations and stuff. So I've been doing dinner reservations, but I don't speak French. So Wait. I've been using Google Translate <laughs> to write out what I need <laughs> to write the word. in an if you email. Need help, let me know. Thank you. For sure. It's, I, it's I, like the end of what you don't have anything left to do, do you? Probably not. Like, I'm offering I, you assistance <laughs> now that you're done. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I started my emails with my apologies for the poor translation. Yeah, I am using Google go. Translator. Like I, I, I off the bat. I'm oh, like, see, that's good. So I'm an ignorant American. I'm sorry, but it's so great <laughs> because so I, I write out the email of what I need. And then I'm like, thanks, put the name, put the reservation under my name, it's Kyle. And they write back like, bonjour, M period Kyle, which is... Monsieur Kyle. Oh, sure. Yes, I think I'm a dude, still. <laughs> which is great. And I mean, it's uh, fine. It's Kyle's kind of an English name anyway, so it would make sense they would assume it was yeah. a gentleman. But it still just kind of made me laugh. Just like even sign off MLLE Kyle. That's what I did, actually. Well, first I did Madame, and then my oh. fr- and then Colleen corrected me. You're not a Madame, you're a Mademoiselle. I'm like, touche. <laughs> I do know that word in French. <laughs> so, funny story about Google Translate. Uh, in my old job at Chase, I was in a call center position. It was my first time I ever got a call. And no one ever told me if you get someone Spanish-speaking on the line, a Spanish-speaking banker, or, or actually, or a customer, either or. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you get a Spanish-speaking banker, they should be able to, they should be bilingual. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because how, that's the way they can help both. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I got this one person, and I don't, I'm assuming they were a banker, because if not, how did you get this number? But they got over to me, and I didn't know you are supposed to give them to the bilingual line. Oh, and no. so I pulled up Google Translate, and I, and I already know, no habla espanol. Mm. I already know that because I did go to Spanish, even though I remember <laughs> nothing else except for <laughs> La Nueva, which is the snow, and uh, I think Tengo el autobús, which is ride the bus. Yeah, yeah. And here, okay, our Spanish teacher, though, 
would actually act things out for us. And then when he said, and, and actually it was a lot of fun, he goes, La Nueva, or he would say, I think it's going to La Nueva. And that means for all of us to take a piece of Nova paper and throw it at him, which it was really cool. So I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember fuck right. nothing else. Oh, yeah. But, but I just remember I Google translating and my manager was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm Google translating. You're so problem I can tell. solving. I'm That's problem solving. Doing. Right. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> We have a bilingual line. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, the person already, like, you could, they started to freak out and they, <laughs> it was so really bad. Horrible. I know, it was horrible. Yeah, but it's no, it, sometimes. it was bad. Uh, but there is a recording out there if they still have it somewhere. It was within the last of seven years. Trying to Google of Google me translate. trying to Google Aww. translate. It's like, one second. Or one momento. <laughs> one momento. Really? I got it. Oh, ya no way. Da ba da ba da da da. This yeah. is how I know I've lived in Ohio for too long because I grew up in San Diego, but I had a, like, someone with a, a heavy Hispanic accent call my office mm. the other day, and I said, habla inglés, and he's like, I am speaking English, and I'm like, oh, you just have a really heavy accent. Oh, God, no, I've lived in Ohio for too oh, long. I yeah. can't hear anything. <laughs> what, you already said welcome once, but welcome out again. <laughs> Google Translate, everybody. Google Translate. Google Google Translate if Nick will keep his job, if he doesn't edit any of that. Um, Today, we're going to talk about Baby Driver, as you heard again in the intro, because I like to repeat myself. Yeah. Um, And for those who don't know, Baby Driver is directed by Edgar Wright Davis. Mm -hmm. I didn't write that down, so that's good for me. Um, And stars. I don't. Yeah, thank you. That's right. Motherfuckers, don't take a drink. (laughs) Last time. Last episode, because by the time this is out, you have heard it. I did not mess up the intro for the the sponsor. Not once. Right? Didn't I mess something up like immediately after? No, I didn't. No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. It was like, like, and I waited until the end. I'm like, you didn't mess up once there. That's right. (laughs) I can be taught. I believe in you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But we have, now this is where shit will go wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ansel Egort. Elgort? Yeah. Anthony. Sure, that works. Uh, he plays Ansel. Baby. Egort, yeah. yeah, Baby Driver, as a, a.k.a. Miles. A young man with a love for music who works as the getaway driver for a rotating crew of bank robbers. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey is Doc, the mysterious kingpin of the ragtag game of bank robbers and veteran criminal mastermind. Mm. Lily James as Deborah, a young waitress for who befriends Baby. John Hamm as Buddy, a.k.a. Jason Van Horn. And I don't remember that part. A handsome party ammo and frequent member of Doc's gang. Uh, Isa Gonzalez as Darling slash Monica Costello, one of Doc's gang bank robbers. Oh, I remember now. Because they probably showed her picture with her real name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Buddy's lawless and scandalous wife and partner in crime. Jaime Fox as Bats slash Leon. It's Jamie. Jaime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jaime. Jaime Fox, an impulsive, violent member of Doc's gang. John Berthnall. As Griff, as one of Doc's gang who mocks Baby constantly. And then you, for frenzies, we have Flea as Eddie No-Nos, one of the people in Doc's gang with the second group. Also, for fun, if you didn't know, Big Boy was also a, uh actor in the movie, as is Paul Williams, mm-hmm. the butcher. And the Paul Williams one doesn't surprise me. We'll get that right out of the way. He's the, the guy that, that runs the, the gun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't know, uh, any Muppet song you've heard that was really good a.k.a. from the Muppet movie, Muppet right. Christmas Carol. Paul Williams wrote that. Mm-hmm. And you should be ashamed if you didn't out there, listeners. Um, well, I, you know what? Take a drink for not knowing that. For y- Shame on you. Big Boy and Killer Mike both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killer Mike. Yeah, in they the, were both restaurants. the Bacchanal scene. Patrons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and you know what? I, 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 need to, I need to point this out. This is why I wrote this down. C.J. Jones was Joseph Baby, Baby's uh, deaf foster father. And he did a wonderful job. Oh, he was oh, great. Oh, my God. He was so good. I, uh, okay. Like... That was, yeah. I was so happy. I'm like, I'm like, deaf actors in real sign language in a movie. What? I, I feel like lately a lot of people have been doing stuff like that. There's that mm-hmm. movie To the Bone where I think they use people who really have had, who have the sickness of, of um, bulimia and anorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, they said this has a lot of stuff and it's made by people who have it and, and, and people who support mm-hmm. people who have it. So we, this might show you in graphic. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe doing that more and more like with Orange is the New Black, like using yes. actual transgender right. actors. Which actresses. is nice. Yeah. Because, um, oh, uh, the show Speechless, they do the same thing. There is, uh, he's not as actually that far down the hole, so to speak. Like, he can actually kind of talk. Mm-hmm. I think the kid's name is Kevin in the show. But, uh, um, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, that, that might be wrong, but I, I wasn't prepared to talk about that. So, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's really cool, though. Like, you're actually giving people who have... You're not, like, paying Brad Pitt to sit there and go, all right, sit in a chair and act like you have this disability. You're yeah. getting real people who are actors, mm-hmm. which is which is good. Um, but for a second, can we please take a moment yeah. to imagine Brad Pitt as the foster dad? That would have gotten that so have, oh my God. <laughs> uh, For some reason, the only thing I can think of is when, when, when we all said that is, I said, from him from Burn After Reading, where he's in the track suit. And going, mm, mm. oh my god! <laughs> but but, but it's but it's a Brad Pitt I picture. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like I couldn't picture him doing it. Yeah. And so that's the so then I just hear, mm, 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 mm. and it's he like, just doesn't talk. That's all he can do. It's like there are certain there are certain actors that if you cast them in any role, it's going to be such a distraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's uh, one of them. I, I feel like they're but see, and that's the the beauty of amazing. Like okay, Kevin Spacey, I could imagine doing that. Yes. That's the weird thing. Like in my head, Brian Cranston is another one. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep. This is why casting directors are so important because they, they can because really they can look at someone and go yes and no. Oh, oh yeah. God. Uh, and whoever ca- and I, I, I'm sure Edgar helps, but whoever cast this movie did a great job. I mean, from start to finish, because I remember Elgort, whatever his name is, from uh, <laughs> Fallen Our Stars. Oh. I don't. Re- I didn't watch Divergent. So fucking charming in that movie. Like and he is, but like I'm like, oh, you're that guy. Oh yeah. Like, as soon as this movie started, I'm like, oh, fault in our stars, boy. Okay. As a matter of fact, when I saw the trail, I was like, why isn't it the dude from Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Diversion, yep. Mm -hmm. With the the girl who was in Fall in Our Stars, I think. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, I didn't see Diversion, but I was like, you're that dude who does these movies. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're Thor's brother who's who's kind of breaking out of that now, like Thor did. Like you're still stuck here, mm-hmm. and then when he, and then and also when I saw Baby Driver, I was like, why didn't they get the kid from Kingsman to mm-hmm. do this? Oh, I mean, it looks good because it's Edgar Wright, but but here's the thing: is like honestly though, I feel like he in my mind, like once I saw the movie, I thought he he was solid. He was well, solid. Then, uh, I was reading so. about it today, and like they were, you know, they always do the thing where it's like, oh, these other actors were considered for this role. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, John. Bigoda from Star Wars. Um, how do you say his last name? Uh, uh, was it, what, from Force Awakens. Yeah, was he Poe or was he? Uh, no, the other guy. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember. Finn. I, yeah, Finn. I can't remember how to say his last name though. Don't worry. This but, is about. This is. It's only if I mess up the name. <laughs> oh, okay. Take a drink. But of yeah, race, like, Bogota. 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 That's the one. Yeah, because he was supposed to be. He was going <laughs> to be sure. Wow, you, you said that so. You said it so convincingly, and then I looked at him. Was like, I was like, "Good job!" And he just gave me like a, mm, I don't know. You know what? Fake it till you make it. That's what I try to. Do. You know what? Go right. You know what? I dare you to go right. If you ever meet him, go right. And I was like, John Bogota is a pleasure to meet you. And he'd be like, "Wrong. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong." But, but also, like for instance, uh, Deborah was supposed to be um, Emma Stone originally, and she yeah, didn't yeah. do it, so she could go film La La Land. What a mistake! Ooh, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, that's true. That movie did not do very well. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't get any praise, and no. she got nothing for it. Nothing. Almost nothing. She did get, uh, from what I hear, she got paid about seventy percent of what they paid Ryan Gosling. So that's not Ooh, nothing. Did you? Welcome no, to being I'm a woman. Oh, that, I mean, you're probably not. It sounds good, right? You are that guy now who just randomly says facts. You can say whatever you want, and as long as you say it like you just read it on the internet, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, oh, of yeah, totally." It is. Yeah. I mean, it probably does exist out there somewhere. To be fair, welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and Geeky, where we occasionally have fake news <laughs> on purpose. Apparently, <laughs> this review may or may not be entirely made up based on how much of this movie I remember and how much of this movie I'm making up on the spot. As we oh, talk. I should so, put Nick, that. did you just see this movie like this past week? No, I saw it like three weeks ago okay. actually i think all of us saw this about three weeks ago no, no. i saw it when it she first saw it i saw it when it first came out because so i went with yeah. um uh, my friend amanda bauer and i went and to be like like full disclosure i'm usually not a fan of like car movies i like oh, i like heist movies but i, I, I walk a real fine line yeah. so when i first saw a preview for this i was kind of like Mm-hmm. It's about cars and like a little. Yeah, a, the first preview I saw, I was completely, yeah, I was like, but I then I found care. out Edgar Wright was doing it, and I was like, that's oh. everyone's response. I was like, okay, oh, I'll go see this movie. Yeah, if Edgar Wright's behind I it, like then everything I'll else see, he's touched. Oh yeah, absolutely, I'll see anything that he does. And oh my gosh, yeah, like that opening scene reminded me so much of um, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, where yes. he's walking through the town like half asleep. And they have just that long tracking shot yes. of him during that opening sequence where he dances, where he dances, I should say, with quotation marks around it. But oh well, my god, it was so now, good. I was actually that's a good point to touch on that a little bit. I do feel that this is, I think, the most adult movie he's ever made. 
And I mean that in terms of in terms of how he's presented the film. Because he's known for his smash cuts. He has a very distinctive style, and I felt like he almost muted his style a little bit. Not a lot. I don't like, know if he muted it. I mean, he definitely, like, it matched up with the music beautifully. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like one of the Neapolitans, but it was... Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe I feel like those all those movies are, like, I remember the demo reel for Ant-Man felt very much, like, when you watch it, you're like, that is definitely a Edgar Wright demo reel of Ant-Man, which mm-hmm. is, there's a lot of, like, the, like, yeah. like, slash cuts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the trailer, they even give you a hint of that because it's, like, directed by Edgar Wright. But when you watch the movie, like... You don't hear the whatever, like, and the cuts are done very, like, they fit perfectly within the context of the movie. They do for the other, his, his Neapolitan trilogy too, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just know, like, when you watch it, you're like, that's definitely an Edgar Wright movie. This one, I walked away going, if it wasn't for the music, I might not have known it was an Edgar Wright movie, which is also a good thing, I feel like. I felt like he, I don't know, I just remember walking away, like, going, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, that is a he. That's is almost an exact replica of that shot to yeah, an extent. It, so it's, it's very yeah. It's it's almost a, an homage, maybe. I, but yeah, it was. Uh, he ended up not doing it. But he did a demo reel for it. Sorry uh, that. Okay. No, yeah. I, no, he, he left. He did. And ended up doing this instead. Right, mm-hmm. because he's been. This is this like he was on Ant Man for a lot long time, and then this was his second baby project. And then when he, um, yeah, <laughs> but when he got he lost Ant Man, he is like, well, I'm going to do something that's super personal to me, yeah. and which good for him because it's amazing. I just like from the get go, I really was super into the movie, like even from the first scene, and they just immediately go into the soundtrack and you know yes. the like car dance number and like the way they do the way they did the heist, I thought was so freaking clever when they're cutting to inside and to outside and like mm-hmm. yeah the i i loved that basic like his ipod was a click track for the movie mm-hmm. like everything was on with it and yep. even in bits that were more subtle like and I, I don't know how many times they had to get those takes to get those shots like of the bank heist and i i did read that he was like they would just pump the song while they were shooting, shooting. so that, that people could how, hit their awesome. marks a lot, mm-hmm. uh, a lot easier. But like when they cut to Baby in the car outside, like playing his drum solo on the dashboard, and then cut back into the bank, mm-hmm. and he's cocking the gun still to the beat, and mm-hmm. kicks the door open still to the beat. Mm-hmm. Like everything throughout the depth of the scene was choreographed to the music. Pretty much throughout the movie. Which yeah. Was oh, yeah. Just which really, brilliant. it was really impressive too, because you know that that started happening, and during that opening dance number, and they talk, they like, you know, they credit a choreographer for the entire movie. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, okay, so it's okay, so that's the thing. It's going to be mm-hmm. that, and I, I thought it was so marvelous, like down to, you know, the words being on the wall as he walked by, like that matched up. That with the was song. slick. The, yeah. The, af- but, after mm-hmm. the heist, when they. When he went to get coffee, that scene with uh, Harlem Shuffle was just so good. Mm-hmm. And that was so good because when I the in the first bank heist scene, my worry was that Ansel was going to play this character that was very like moody and quiet and like very kind of like you know like, right. aloof. And but then he goes outside, and the moment he is by himself, he starts like getting down and like dancing to Harlem Shuffle like in the streets. I was like. Yeah, he's a, oh, a, a positive, upbeat guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was which, just, it was so fucking, this whole movie was pretty fucking charming, which was, I did not expect. And it's refreshing, too, because mm-hmm. you already, especially, because the trailer makes it come off to be like, he wants out. Or like, and he's serious. Like, and he's yeah. very serious and maybe kind of sulking that he wants out. But, and like, you only get glances of that, like a normal person probably would be, which is, you know what? I had a pretty good day. I didn't get arrested. And I'm going to, I'm making breakfast. Things are going great. Hey, I might have met a girl too. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Things are great. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like it's a very. And then it's when he thinks about, it and you get like one little moment. You can see like, I really need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And then it's, he's right back to which because that's how I think people probably really would be yeah, in, in I mean, those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, this entire movie just it. But when I was a carjacker in the early twenties. <laughs> <20s. laughs> I mean, this, this entire- is reminiscent of that. A while yeah. ago, like when I talked about, like you know, what are the like the dumb weird things that make you happy? And I feel like maybe you talked about like your like a blinker or your windshield wipers being in tune with a song. Yes, this yes. entire movie made me feel that kind of like happy feeling of yeah. everything being in sync. Like even when they're in the laundromat and uh, mm-hmm. listening to T Rex, 
And like, they're like, they're like tapping their feet. And I was just like, Oh, it just, it made me feel so happy. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that, okay, and let's, I mean, we're skipping ahead, too, a little yeah, bit yeah, to yeah. the end of the movie, because, because this is a good point, too. The movie still makes you feel good, so he went to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he still gets the girl, mm-hmm. and, and, and he served for his crime, which he know, and that's the thing is, he knows that he, what he's done is wrong, but, like, he's kind of in, in a stuck in a, in a rock and a hard place yeah. thing, but at the end of the day, he still eventually does the right thing, kind of, he's kind of forced to as well, yeah. but, like, but yeah, but he, he, he serves for his crime, and usually that's where normally the movie would end, is he goes, he gets a convict and goes to jail. No, mm-hmm. no, they show he gets out for good, for parole, and every nice thing that he's dead in during the movie comes back, and karma, it pays it forward, oh, which mm-hmm. is, it helps with that, like, because they show people in the stands, like, he was very polite to me, All he gave me my purse. testimony mm-hmm. during the yes. trial got him a reduced sentence, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, right, and I'm just like, and I just remember, I was like, yeah, because, look, a heist movie usually ends with... Not, it never goes well is that's the point right. kind of or they do a few good heists and then like like this one and it goes south right. and then it's how do you deal with that and it usually ends poorly for everybody this one it only ended poorly for 90% of them right mm-hmm. but they were also most of the bad guys yeah they were all bad well yeah like Kevin Spacey's turn at the end was a bit like because uh, in the back of my head my writer was just my brain was just going Fucker's a good dude, but then as the movie kept going, I was like, maybe not, maybe not. And then he did that turn. He's like, well, and I did kind of a promise, like, well, obviously you love her, and I'm just gonna like, I mean, thank God, I like Kevin Spacey as a good guy. He's not enough of it really because he's so good being bad. But mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, thank God. But yeah, I Edgar wrote Spacey's character so weird in this. Like, well, Spacey in general it, is such a he's well, kind of like Christopher Walken. But I mean, like he's he's like super shit. cool in the beginning, and then he like becomes like this kind of dark, devious like well, you know, threat. Yeah, when, threat. When he like, makes a threat when they're out at dinner, mm-hmm. like, yes, it, shit gets dark with absolutely nothing for the viewer to base that on. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, you know, uh, you know, I would probably just kill you, and that's that's that. And you're like, I mean, as far as I can tell. You're the brains here. Like, yeah. everybody else does everything for you. Like, would you actually kill him or would you just, like, have somebody else? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, you, yeah. he didn't come off as, like, it felt like Frank Underwood trying to be somebody else. Like, there was a hint of Frank Underwood, like, if he was trying to be. Like, yeah. I would have believed it way more if Frank Underwood had said that. Mm-hmm. But Frank Underwood, okay. as this guy, was like, there were too many other things that are like, ah, Really? Like it was yeah, just he, he was a little like, back and mm. forth for me. I mean, overall, I don't I think just, that was Kevin though. I think that was the writing. Also, I okay. forget the the actor's name, but that was the Punisher, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was the Punisher, John Berthold. Okay. Now let me ask you: Did you think that he got killed? Yes, because he's like, if you don't see me again, I'll be dead, and then he never shows up again. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Because I was like, he's going to come up at the end and either save he baby yeah. and, and or he'd be the Han Solo moment, as I like to call it. Or I think he would be the one that would, along with Jamie Foxx, him and Jamie Foxx work together mm-hmm. on the, like a side hustle. And then he doesn't show up. I was like, I think that dude died. Yeah. Like at this point, I think it's just everyone going, I want to work with John Berthal. Will you please do my movie? Yeah. And that's like, it's a nice little so like. If you can write me out of it less than halfway through, I'm there. Yeah. I got I got to go film a thing for Netflix yeah, like got, an hour yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, and it was, and I like to like how um, it, it all comes down to a matter of love for the main, because really the main antagonist ends up being, surprisingly, John Hamm, really. Yeah. Because things, oh. I mean, go so far south. And, he, and even while shit's going down with Jamie Foxx, like, he's kind of on baby's side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but... I call him, like, a, an entertained observer, almost. Because even from the yes. beginning, you can see that he's very kind of, like, enamored with the idea of this kid who can drive really well and get them out of these situations. Oh, and, yeah. You know, even, like, later, he has, like, the kind of bonding buddy-buddy moment. Like, what's your song? Tell me your song. And then, right. Know, and then it flips on him in the end, but... Yeah. Oh, God. I hope one day I'll get a chance to sit down and watch Mad Men, but anything that John Hamm does, I'm, like, on fucking board for. I'm not going to lie. The first season is really difficult because you hate him. Like, every I got about halfway through season one, and, like, I just kept falling asleep, and I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying. I kept falling asleep, and also, there is no character I like. Yeah, there's there's nothing likable. I was like, why do I want to keep watching? But it's not the fun kind of unlikable. Like, it's always sunny. Like, like, always sunny. You're like, they're unlikable to the point of not caring what happens. That's also the comedy, too. Well, true. That's very true. Like, Mad Men has, like, okay, for example, Draper 
is a horrible human being, and at first there's no redeeming qualities about him in that first season for you to latch onto. The Sopranos, and which is the same kind of like it's a drama, which I think Weiner also, Weiner also wrote for. Yeah. Uh, you get him being mob boss, and then there's these fucking ducks, and he's so kind and considerate for these ducks. He's concerned <laughs> to the point where he starts having a panic attack about it, and about other. I mean, it's other stuff too. But yeah, yeah. And you're going like, well, that's a very relatable thing. Well, there's yeah, like there's a see more of him as a human being, like, right? And you can then connect to it. Yeah, like I just didn't care. It's like I don't. <laughs> all of you could like get hit by a bus on your way out of the office today, and I'd be like, "Well, that was a weird show." And that, that could just be the end. Did you of end it. up? Did you end up finishing Madman? No. Oh no, I made it through like season three or something, and I still didn't care. I was like, "Oh wow." There's there's like three people. I was like, you know, like Peggy and Red. I hope the two of you like go and start your own shit someday because really. <laughs> That's the only thing that was redeeming. I mean, and uh, uh, Draper. No, 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 no. Draper I'm, I'm is trying to think of her name. Sorry. Like she was, she was a oh, supporting actress, but no, uh, Glow Community. What's oh, his name? Allison Brie. Allison Brie. Allison Brie. Yes. I thought was mm. really good in that, but she was she had a more of a supporting role. But also, like for me, most of the, I cared more about the women because I felt like we got to see them more as reasonable treated. human beings instead oh, of like yes, yes. everybody else just felt like a sleazy piece of shit who I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I, nothing. Redeeming. You're a piece of crap, and I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, even, I agree. Even when they would do like some selfish or uh, underhanded shit, like usually there was something to be like, all right, like you let that shit slide or for whatever they're doing, and I I couldn't. Feel feel that way about anybody else in the show for a little bit about what's his name uh silver fox oh uh sterling yes for for a little bit sterling and then it turned out he was just as much of a douchebag as everybody else which is kind of funny because i felt that way about jamie fox because lately jamie fox in movies has been kind of just like you know the Sorry for the tangent. No, the, you're fine. No, like no the trust show, me. No, the show, yeah, it's exactly. The show cool guy, but in this movie, like, he was such an irredeemable oh, asshole. Oh, God, completely. Yeah. And it was so great to watch. I feel like that's the thing, like, like there are some actors who I feel they get to a certain point and then they just coast on what they're best what, known what for. What they're good at, yeah. Like, okay, look, do I think he's mentally right in the head? Tom Cruise is not mentally there anymore. I, I feel very confident in saying that. But he is a good actor. It's just he doesn't really act anymore. Oh, no. No, like, literally. And look, I'm fine watching him as Ethan not Hunt till the day he dies. And at this point, he almost did uh, during a stunt, apparently. Well, because he broke it's, his just, ankle, but. it's just Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise named Ethan Hunt in right. the movies. Like, I remember if... I, I watched Rain Man about a year ago, because I, I surprisingly watched it, like, every other year. Mm-hmm. For, and, like, and he is... Am- Jerry Maguire, he's amazing in it. And Magnolia, complete opposite end of what you expect. And, like, uh, I mean, I'm not even going to say it. Like, he's, like, tame the motherfucking... Like, yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, I have, would never imagine him as a character like that. And it's he's really good. Yeah. And then you watch him, and he does everything. Like the I haven't seen the mummy, but I know he, it's just Tom Cruise as the guy who cry chops the air to run away from the mummy. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. That's everything he's done pretty much since the first uh, Mission, Impossible. Mission Impossible has yeah. been. You know, title of the movie parentheses Tom Cruise sprints from place to place. <laughs> right, like that's. What I think that's is. why Tropic Thunder to me is With such explosions. a gem, is because he legitimately acts in that. Oh yeah, and and it's and he and he's it's, got all the prosthetics. You almost forget it's him, you, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I miss you, Tom Cruise, right? right? And I feel Jamie Fox once he did Django, he just started like, I'm Jamie Fox. I'm gonna, do I'm gonna say weird shit now. <laughs> yeah, he's but, like, I'm gonna drive yeah. whatever I want to do. Right? He's like, I, say, I got my Oscar money. I got he did. He, uh, Amazing Spider Man. I got my Ray. Oh my god, I forgot he was in He that. tried. He, that's the thing. He did try a little bit on that one, but then at some point it's like, and now I just do over the top villain who talks like this. <laughs> Even though before the movie I'm kind of doing like a Freud Laven thing, and you're like, you're like, oh, Spider Man, no, I'm such a big fan of him. Like, yeah. Where, I don't know what, that was a weird Where's choice. Yeah, from? bro. Uh, it was funny though, because in the preview they almost kind of make him to seem more like, like a. The Jamie Foxx everybody knows and loves. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, because he, he's like, I'm gonna say a joke now. It was like it was like, like oh tequila, and like everyone laughs, and they're like, yeah. oh, it's Jamie Fox, and then he, and then you go in, and you're like, oh, he's like, and then you see that like, line in context, and you're like, oh no, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. That's no, it was oh, man. So I, I really loved like everything about Ansel's like kind of performance about this yeah. movie, and just kind of like being like real chill, and mm-hmm. you know talking about and 
I kind of wonder, like, what did he do during the day before he, you know, meets this girl? He's just, like, hang out with his, you know, his deaf foster dad and make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I, and mean, I think he just made music and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, made made beats and wandered around and listened. The weird part was his character, with the exception of boosting cars, was way too relatable to me. I was like... <laughs> that's... <laughs> I didn't live with a deaf guy and I didn't boost cars, but the rest of it is like my life in my 20s. Like, <laughs> you just hang out by yourself making beats and walk around with headphones in so you don't have to actually interact with the rest of the world most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, huh. I mean, like him telling That's her, you know, weird. like, you're the, per- you're the person I've talked the most to in the last year. Yeah. Like, oh, like, okay. Like, yeah. Whoa. That, that part was like, and I, I could totally relate. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I was like, they did a great job of. Like, being like, you don't say much, do you, kid? He's like, that's the best answer. I'm like, that's correct. Oh, man. And, okay, uh, Ram's side thing is that, I, were, you, were you relieved when the step foster father did not die? Like, when you walked in there and you saw the place trashed, and then you saw him lying there, you're like, oh, they killed him? Because that's usually what happens in these oh, types of movies. especially when, when Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox foreshadows it. Yeah, when he was like, don't yeah. worry. You don't he comes up in the him. wheelchair, and you're like, just like, no. Right. Oh, but, yeah. oh, man, no, I... I I was happy that, yeah, it didn't kind of go down the trope path with that. But, and also, like, when he drops him off later yeah. at the home and leaves the note, the note with the on recorder. the tape recorder. Like, like, I like listening to, to music. Edges. I like feeling the, the vibrations through the, oh, God. I was just like. I like peanut butter sandwiches spread, spread to the, to the edges. edges. <laughs> but uh, right after Jamie Foxx foreshadows that he killed him mm-hmm. was the worst bit of dialogue in the movie. It was garbage because if it had been written like if everybody's character stayed true to who they were in that moment, baby would have been shot, put in the back of a car and put in like regardless of what he had to say. And what like you don't argue with people like this. You just don't. I mean, in the movies, you do. This is a movie, so you can. But suspension of disbelief was out the window when he started arguing with them about, no, I'm your driver, I'm gonna... No, you're not. You just recorded all of our shit, we have the tapes, you don't cross me, we learned that from the guy in the very first heist. Mm -hmm. He didn't even do something as wrong as recording everybody to make beats. But here's the thing, though. I feel like that was Jamie Foxx doing that, not necessarily Doc. Doc's just like, well, now I have a problem and I need to clean it up. That's Mm -hmm. how I took that. Because, again, I thought it was more on Jamie Foxx's end. Well, I think also before they play the tape, yes, absolutely. Like, if he had argued with them, but then they play the tape and see it's you know, him fucking it's around. It's actually beats. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that was kind of, because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, no, in, in any other scenario, he would have been shot in the head and put into well, but, a compressor like earlier. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like my, my biggest issue overall with the movie was Kevin Spacey's sudden change of heart at the yeah. very last moment. Like, because up until then, I was totally buying it. Him being like, nope, this line is dead. Goodbye. Out of here. And like, she shows up and he's like, well, shit, you're in love. Let me help you out now. Like, uh, like the whole, I was in love once. That I mean, was the only real thing, like, yeah, that thing was, that I was had with the movie. I mean, here's the thing. As you say it, I'm like, damn it, you're right. But I, I think my problem is that if I like an actor, I embrace those. Can I can that. forgive that. See, but, but it is a problem. Because it, is, it makes no sense. It's not the actor's fault. Mm-hmm. That's the actor's true. not going to be like, Ed, this line doesn't make any sense. I want to rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also to that point, it's really he's just a talking head. And then he gets to say, well, shit, you're in love. All right, here we go. Cock, cock, shotgun, let's go. And you're like... Here's some money orders, yeah, see ya. Right. And you're like, Kevin Spacey is an action star. Okay. I mean, no, Kevin Spacey was totally fucking badass in that in last that scene, scene he But was I in. feel like it's like, we're gonna give Kevin a moment. Mm. Well, and per, per my gripes in Spider-Man when I was, when I was telling you about... <laughs> I haven't listened to that one Oh, yet. you should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to see the movie Do you remember first. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. It's a lot like that, only more so. <laughs> uh, I'm so mad I missed that one. So, uh, this one is the... It could have been done that way, and that line could have been pulled off well if they had done it a little bit differently. Like, if he had grabbed his shotgun and skipped the we're in love, put all the recordings into a duffel bag, and been like, into the elevator, let's go, and just marched them out to potentially Mm -hmm. put them in a trunk. Mm -hmm. And then the doors open, and those people are coming for him, and now Spacey knows that, yup, we're probably all gonna die. It's it's a show-don't-tell But I can give that kid a chance. Yeah, Yeah, it's a show-don't-tell It's a show-don't-tell, which... So, they, they told instead of showed. Yeah, if the okay, bad guys are coming that. at you and you're like, 
we might as well not all die mm-hmm. and run. Mm-hmm. And then he cocks it. Then you can get away with it. Like, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. instead of obviously you're in love, you don't have to say obviously because it's obvious. Well, then also, you, had, you, you went to that whole thing of like, go to the border and don't take your foot off the pedal and da 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 and this will get you to... And I'm like, oh, come we we yes. know this. We know this bit. Come on, man. Now, on the opposite end of that, how did you guys feel about uh, Deborah with an H? <sighs> She, and this is not her fault. Uh, she is one-sided. I thought one, one, kind of a one-sided character, but I think that was kind of, it's really more for babies. Babies, the more the lead. See, I, I see what you're coming from there. I appreciated how they didn't have her fall into stereotypes. Like, I feel like, well, I, I, a normal, I enjoyed that. I feel like a normal one-sided character, like in that diner scene, that super tense diner scene with, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Buddy and Darlin, is that her name? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and, and Bats, and like, that's a, like, I feel like a normal, one-sided, like, love interest character would have been like, well, you know me. Why aren't you saying anything to me? Why aren't you talking to me? But yeah, she, she, like, she she's she played smart it, enough to catch it, the hint. She played it fucking cool that entire yes. time, which I really right. appreciated because I feel like another movie would not have done that. Yes. Um, but I, and you know, she, the entire time, like, even when they're like, oh, they said this place is really shitty, like, a normal girl would have been like, oh, well, you're in here all the time. Why do you, like, I, I really, I liked how they didn't go... Right. The, the well-beaten path with her. No, I they think, made her smart enough to yes. know like when s- some shit was going down. They also wrote Darlin' well. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I thought she was batshit crazy, and I loved the interaction where she was like trying to talk shit tough. Mm-hmm. Because I've met women like that, that like are just a little unhinged, and you're like... Come on, really? Mm-hmm. Like, and they give you this big speech, and and your reaction wants to be Jamie Foxx's reaction, like, somebody go get this woman an Emmy. Like that was <laughs> man, really? Like that's your whole and and it was just so over the top cheeseball. But I thought she did a good job at at the rest. Like she wasn't written to be. I don't know, kind of the way you were saying. Like she wasn't completely one sided, mm-hmm. or she was, but not in a way that well, they made t- they her- took something that people are kind of familiar and comfortable with, and they they gave it a twist that I don't think a lot of audiences are used to. Right, you yeah. know. Well, I felt too with Buddy and, and Darla, Darling both. Uh, they that was more show or uh, show not tell. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and again, they would tell you by doing news clips or whatever. But that I think that's the most you really got from them, besides yes. little things from Doc. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like even hints. yeah, little hints there, which is refreshing. Well, and I kind of loved, um, and this goes back to earlier in the movie where um, baby's watching a, a TV with his foster dad, and like every clip that is played plays into the movie at a later time. Like it's it's a really good yes. and subtle use of foreshadowing, especially the very last clip where there's like a bullfight. And it's like although bleeding and dying, yeah. he's gonna continue. To like charge forward, which really foreshadows the final scene, like in the parking lot, really I well. I didn't think of that. And I I was obsessed with the fact that uh, Kevin Spacey called Baby on his uh, Monsters Incorporated. Shit, yeah, the Monsters Inc. thing. Which and- once you see him with the, his nephew or cousin or mm-hmm. whatever, you're like, oh yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah, like Monsters Inc. And then also um, they watch a, a a scene from the like oft-forgotten uh, Little Rascals movie from the 90s. Yeah, And, like, later in the, like, a couple scenes later, he says to Deborah, like, you are so beautiful, and that's what he's singing in that clip. And it was just... I thought it was really very clever, the way they kind of, like, used media like TV and other, like, Damn little it. things to, like, I, foreshadow things. 14 about that songs one. that aren't on the sound. There's 30 songs on the soundtrack. There's 14 songs that aren't on the soundtrack that are in all of those mm-hmm. little clips because they're not... Edgar Wright let the 30 songs that are in the soundtrack play basically start to finish. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. they, a big chunk of those songs played the whole way through. Like, mm-hmm. oh it was God. a mixtape with a movie behind it, which mm-hmm. was such, it's just such a clever idea. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have the money to be like, so here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, you know what, go for it. And I, he pulled it off so well, but the subtle use of so much more music mm-hmm. in the little, the little rascals, the clip from uh, Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not just a clip from Monsters Inc. It's a clip from Monsters Inc. with a song in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of the little clips have music in them, which I thought was so. And I think that's good. kind of prevalent through his movies. Mm-hmm. Is that music? I mean, and he 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 doesn't need music, but like actually, all his films feel like a rhythm that he, he has kind of going. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which is just, it's unique. Like that's me immediately when you think of Edgar Wright, you feel like there's something. Well, and I mean, I feel like a lot of his movies are kind of like another Kevin Spacey movie, which is the usual suspects. Like you can watch this movie. I feel like time and time again, and you can always see something something new in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because yeah. even, you know, in the two times that I've seen it, I have noticed new things, like the foreshadowing. Like, I, that completely kind of, like, sailed over me the yes. first time. But, I mean, I just really... You can tell that unlike a lot of, you know, typical heist movies, that I feel like there was a lot more thought yeah. put into yeah. kind of the pre-production and obviously the production of this. And, I mean, from what I've read about it, it's kind of been in development for years and years and years, at least mm-hmm. in the back of Edgar Wright's Yeah, I think, head. like, 2002, 2004 mm-hmm. or something like that. Something, like, yeah. He just thought of it. Guys, mm-hmm. actually, I think there's another clip in there. That's the only thing I did know was that is Monsters, Inc., and then there was a clip where there's, like, a, the race cars or whatever, or, you know, drag racing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a clip from, I think, a commercial he did or a music video he did. Mm-hmm. And they used, I think it's the Harlem, uh, yeah, the, the Harlem Shuffle, Harlem the Harlem Shuffle. Shuffle song. Yeah. Is what they used a different band in that commercial because mm-hmm. they couldn't get the rights to uh, yeah. the original, and so both of them are in this movie, huh. the cover and the original, which really is cool. yeah, yeah. I oh man, and even just like little touches, like I read somewhere that the whole idea behind uh, Baby having like tons of sunglasses and tons of different iPods is because he's been he's boosted so many cars. He's still he's still in so many cars that he just has like an endless amount of like cool what sunglasses do you leave in your cars? and iPods, sunglasses and, and, and yes, iPods, yes. Well, Which is how he's gotten all of them to like that, like because like, when he's like, I got different iPods for different days, and she's I, like, so you feel pink and sparkly pink and sp- today? <laughs> that I wish that it like that part was over my head, and until no, it, until yes. I read it, and I wish that there had been just a little bit of like there might if, have if been he had, and maybe there wasn't, I didn't see it, but no, I wish it, that there had been a little hint of like, and and maybe it was supposed to be that like because he's got a pink sparkly iPod, where would he get that? Mm-hmm. And and the scene with the sunglasses. Like, he smacks the sunglasses off, and he pulls them out, and, and then he takes the sunglasses on. and takes them from him, and he pulls out one just like the first pair and puts yep. those on. They're just, oh, that was so funny. I was like, well, oh, and, and, God, that's I thought the so same good. thing, because, like, it didn't occur to me until I read about it later, but also yes. even talking about how he uses iPods, obviously because they remind him of, of his, you know, when his mom died, Yeah. but also because it's not like a smartphone where you can be tracked. It's hard drive. Yeah. That's true. All your music yeah. is there, and you don't need to be streaming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he gets all of the Also, there goes my great music plan. To <laughs> I would because I would use my phone like an idiot. You would use your phone. I would use my phone. <laughs> like, I'm driving, robbing a bank. <laughs> I'd be sure to do that GPS. too. I was like, "Give me your money, please." Do 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 do. I'd be sure to say that. And yeah, it's like, have you seen the very large fat gentleman who talks like who talks like a derp? We gave him all our money because we weren't sure how crazy he might be. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, uh, before he was arrested, he made off with all of the money. Like, yeah, yeah, and then as the cop pulled me like, "Hello, officer!" Doop 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 doop. Like that's what. And then when I get to jail, I'm like, "I'm a cold motherfucker." All, like, the, all the character witnesses for you would be like, "He just talked real weird, weird all the time." Real weird all the time. Which, speaking of things that did kind of bug me a little bit, I'm thinking of another one now, which is um, the 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 postal clerk that he meets one time. To like the lady. You know, to scout the place, the yeah. lady. How does she remember him after one time? Like, because oh, when she's walking day. towards him and she's like, "Hey, old friend, how's it that going?" That doesn't surprise me at it all. It doesn't. Because it's one day later. Oh, it is one day later. Yeah, I mean, he okay. says, no. "He, he says, Fair are you enough. working tomorrow?'" Mm-hmm. She yeah. says, "Yeah, nine to five. And he's like, "Okay, gotcha." Great. Okay, I did. I missed that part yeah. because I thought it was like I just wasn't paying attention to the timeline. But when she's like walking up and like waving to him, I was like, "Yeah, how do you?" She's like, "Oh, you're that guy from yesterday who asked me if I'm working tomorrow." And their interaction was more yeah. than. I need to buy stamps. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, they talked about the Dolly Parton. Yes, <laughs> but the people who we had a short conversation mm-hmm. and you asked me a question. I talked about your kid. Yes, we talked. That about That is kid. fair. That's fair. I, I, for some reason in my head, I thought that like more time had gone, gone by. Yeah, yeah, which. But that makes way more sense. Well, and, you know, also, did we talk about the nephew yet? That kid that, was great. That kid, that kid was, was so, great. That kid, oh, please, like, don't quit acting. He was so, you're so good. And, and, and to also point out, too, that it was nice that Kevin Spacey knew that he was kind of a little shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, I see where he gets it from. Yeah. Kind of oh, like, like him like being like, other, you wouldn't yeah. even need to pull a gun on her. It's a, little, a little chip off the old block. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was, oh, he was adorable and so great. And, you know. So good. And, you know, he sends, he sends, like, Baby into case the joint, which obviously this kid has no experience doing, but the nephew obviously well, has maybe done, played this game before. Has played yeah. this game before, so he like you know tugs on the shirt and he's like, "Hey, there's ten cameras, four employees, like one security yeah. guard, and and you're good." Hey, isn't he playing his iPad or something? He's, yeah, he's like playing on his. He's playing on his PlayStation Game Boy iPad, yeah. something. And then yes. and like within a second, he's like, "Oh, here, here, here!" And then like later in the car, he like cues him for like yeah, it's, yeah, it's this many, this many. But it was oh my god, he was a fucking delight. <laughs> now, uh, have any of you been to Atlanta? 
I have driven through it at three in the morning only because like my freeway drive through. Well, my yeah, my cousin okay. before my cousin and her husband husband moved to Orlando. We, Orlando, uh, Orlando, I love you, Orlando. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to just do that randomly. Thank you. Continue You're very bucket welcome. list. <laughs> but we uh, we we went to Disney World for like two weeks. Oh yeah, one one year. But I remember while we were planning our drive down there they were like all right we have to leave columbus at such and such time Mm -hmm. because that means that we will go through atlanta at three in the morning when no one is on the road because atlanta from the two or three times i have driven through there has some of the most hellacious traffic oh yeah i have ever experienced in my short life i guess that would be my only uh, when i was watching the movie at one percent i didn't think about while i was watching it but after i was like he'd had that boy had problems he must be that good because atlanta is the like literally Mm -hmm. even if traffic wasn't bad it's naturally bad because Every fucking street is a called Peach Tree, and number two. So like, you know how West Broad or High goes down through the center, like it's just like mm-hmm. that's, yeah. There's Peach Tree, mm-hmm. and then there's like Peach Tree. Uh, then there's other Peach Tree streets that are also called Peach Tree. There's no like something before it or after. It's just Peach Tree. That happens here, hmm. but it's. I feel like it's not as bad here. Maybe it, it might not be as bad. I don't know. I've never been to Atlanta. It happens all over Columbus, though. Are you talking about like Third Street and Third Avenue kind of well, things? Well, like. Or? So I had to go to a place on High Street the other day, and uh, so I put in 692 High Street, and a GPS popped it up, and I was like, oh, that's like an almost four-minute drive. That's super close. And so mm-hmm. I drive over there. I was like... Was it, in fact, South High Street? I don't think that's here. Type in High Street. Oh, High Street in Worthington, which is still 23. Oh, It's okay. still High Street. But, it, it, yeah. but it's a different South zip High code. Street, North High Street, High Street. Mm-hmm. After North High Street, I got you. It's kind of like how two seventy goes north and south and goes east and west. All yes. of a sudden, that still fucks me up to this day. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going from somewhere I'm not comfy before, so two seventy goes around Columbus. So like, yeah. if you're just driving around, and if, you, if I'm coming from a different time. side, I've not come through often, and I go, I need to go wet. Fuck, mm-hmm. like get through. But here's the other thing I was going to say about Atlanta is that it's also like Columbus is not that bad in terms of one way streets, in my opinion. Unless you're downtown. Yeah, unless you're downtown. Uh, well, <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing. Like even downtown, like it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. And if it's between four and six, don't fucking turn right when they say don't turn right because you will get a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket. Oh yeah, because of camera. Yeah. Oh, uh, but literally, I would say like ninety percent of Atlanta is is one way roads, one-way streets. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Columbus, I feel is like maybe like maybe twenty percent is one way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, downtown, like you no, know, like so the fact that he's doing all his shit, I'm like. That fucker must be good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and they, you know, they, they mentioned in the movie that he was born there and grew up there, which makes sense. That's, which does mm-hmm. make sense, right? But I mean, the only I don't scene know. that doesn't seem plausible to me then, like, if he knows it, he knows where the streets are and where they're one way and where he's got a better chance of avoiding traffic. But right. When he gets on the highway and hops under the bridge in the red car and, like, plays the cup game with mm-hmm. the other two red cars, mm-hmm. it was a slick thing to shoot. It was fun to watch a choreograph. Oh, yeah. But... Big old butt. He would have been mm-hmm. waiting on the on-ramp to get on the highway. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't have cruised onto the highway and then danced around with other cars, like... Which they do, they do have that waiting on the on-ramp in the next heist scene with the mom and the baby. Yeah, like, that's they have true. to get out. They do, they do kind of reflect it then. That's but no, yeah. I, I know what you, I know what you mean though. No, because yeah. even going through Atlanta at three in the morning, there's still some there's fucking, still it's like going, it's like going through LA. There's always traffic. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And that's just on the freeway. Yeah. Which that I guess was my originally they complaint. wanted to film it in LA, but they went to Atlanta for taxes or whatever. Right. And I mean, but it still didn't make sense traffic wise because yeah. Atlanta's in like yeah, in Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> in Georgia, it's Georgia peach. <laughs> but no, oh man, I, Aside from like a few, the few those few nitpicks, though, I mm-hmm. just really genuinely enjoyed this movie. And yes. funny enough, because Nick, you and I were on the Guardians one together. I after this bought both Guardian soundtracks and yes. the Baby Driver soundtrack and put them onto a playlist. And that has been yeah. like my in the morning when I go to work. I have a lot of like opening duties where I put dishes away and get the coffee going and clean a bunch of shit. And I will put that on a Bose speaker and like blast that shit through the entire office by myself. They're solid. And it's, it was, it's a solid, Not solid t- soundtrack. Guardian's little thing. Uh, so I'm thinking of with my wife going to Chicago. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I'm looking at the map about where are hotels we can stay at, do you know what road is there? It just runs right through. Like it's a big old drive that runs through Chicago. Michigan Avenue? Lakeshore Drive. Lakeshore Drive. Which is a song in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, oh. cool. like there's the song that I listen to a lot. The Laven lady. Sorry. Ever since he passed away, I've been doing Jerry Lewis. Oh, I've been doing I've been doing everyone's impersonation of Jerry Lewis, and I, I tend to either go I add the Freud Laven. Well, no, uh, for no, he goes for Laven on Simpsons. I so yeah, I'm, I guess I'm really doing more Paul Ruggs, Jerry Lewis, or yeah. Mr. Director. Puppy dog children come here. This is how you do it. Oh, lady with the show size too small. Yeah. And then, oh, and then it's like, can you do that little puppy dog show? And that's how you do it. It's like, yeah, we can do that. Oh, lady. Oh, lady. Oh, lady. Oh, lady. Oh, lady. Oh, nice lady. It just, it cracked, sorry. Uh, and scene. You know what? Just take a drink for no reason on that one. You just need to. You're welcome. You're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Also, one of the songs I think I'm the most obsessed with from the soundtrack is the the intermission that's played um, at the at the post office. That song is so freaking oh good. Oh my god, it, it's, it's so good. It's, it's like, like which it's, song is it's it? It's called Interlude or Intermission. It okay, makes, it, it makes you feel like you hear it and you're like, that's all of the elevator music ever. Yeah, it's just it, yeah. that's that's the song that so is like when it's like second intermission. Oh, I need to change this from playing in the living room to playing on this phone. Oh yeah, right now your 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 fiance is like. Why is music coming? Like that elevator I, music. That is amazing. And that's um, a, probably an actual like. Yeah, this is an actual. It's this is Ennio Morricone in lounge. Mm. I love little things I like that. I love music. Some, yeah. Uh, but also just the sound mixing, I felt like yes. was really, really well done. Like, um, have you guys seen uh, 127 Hours Later or 127 Hours? The it's been a while. With the, the guy cuts his arm off. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, do, the, are you aware of the premise yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's you know the scene, the kind of like climactic yeah, yeah. penultimate penultimate scene where he decides to you know use yeah, a handy tool to off. cut his arm off. But they they do these really cool things where there are these like kind of chords they play as he's getting to the the nerves. Oh man, yeah. Like the the tendons. And that is one of the few movies that I've actually like kind of viscerally had a reaction to like, yeah. where I was like, "Oh my god." We'll and I, for real. I feel like they did a really good job the same way in this one with uh, the tinnitus. Especially Dude, when the tinnitus would kick in. Mm-hmm. Because Wait. I have mild tinnitus and it was Oh, yes. Sorry. Like sure. at, in the garage with with that happening yes. and they, you know, they they did a really great job of yeah. kind of showcasing yeah. what that might actually feel like or sound like to, to someone who isn't familiar with it. Yeah. I feel like they did a really, really good job at, you know, and they, and they do it very subtly throughout the movie up until yes. that point where it just kind of sounds more like just maybe like some feedback yes. for a little bit. The use of tinnitus, the subtle use of tinnitus throughout, I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't, I didn't feel like it's for, for a second. I forgot. I mean, I knew he had, so I forgot that they even did that. And so it's really it's it's done just enough that if you think about it, you go yeah they do and go you that. notice it when the music drops yes he's got a hum in the drum and he uses the music to drown it out mm-hmm. and every time the music drops you get a little bit of the a hum. little bit of it yeah, yeah. it was done uh, so so well and then I mean how poetic was it for John Hamm to do that at, after that garage taking something that, that you love the, taking something that you love I was like like and as soon as he said it, I was like. Oh no! And like for a minute, I was like, "Is he gonna shoot his ears off?" Or like, "Oh no, he's just gonna fire two off right next to him, and that's gonna fuck with him so bad." Taking your hearing. And, oh. Mm. Mm. And then okay, so the yes. en- the ending. Yes. Two questions because they show a doctor like you know checking out his ears. Do you think he they did something to? I don't know how well you can help or cure or make tinnitus any better. But did that happen? And also, because the ending is reminiscent of that one fantasy scene he has midway through the movie, did he actually get out of jail? Oh. I took it that he did get out of jail. I did, too, only because they go to color at the very, very end. Right. Like, that's the dream, mm-hmm. and the dream becomes reality. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like it's... The way I took it was, it's because karma did... He did. He was actually kind and good, and he just was in a, put himself... He got caught up in a bad situation he couldn't get out of, so that was his reward... Fantasy kind of reality, but the the doctor thing, I was thinking that was more for the gunshots. Because yeah. because people I've heard, not usually, but sometimes people if they shoot things by their ears, it's like ringing for like a month or two, and yeah. then it will eventually go like you can you can feel that. It's night. Not I don't think you can. Tonight just never goes all the way away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it will just like. Like, um, when we have band practice, before I was using monitors, if you're in a small space with high volume, you have your ears will ring for a day, maybe two, depending on how bad it is. And mm-hmm. then it kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. But the more that 
that happens. The more rock shows you go to, the closer you stand to the speakers, the, you know, whatever the loud noise is that you're doing, if it's frequent, it always sort of goes away. But then you're sitting there and you'll notice, like, you're just like, you know, making breakfast and there's a. Mm hmm. You like just notice that there's a tone, a really ridiculously high pitched tone mm-hmm. that just sort of kicks in for a second. And you're like, uh, and it's just there for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it'll sort of turn itself off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just kind of always is there. Sometimes it's more drastic than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but with once, when you have something that's as severe as that, that like, constant. It, yeah, if it causes tinnitus, it's just constant. You just have a tone. You are living with an A sharp for the rest of your life. That's what it is. Is it always A sharp? No. It's, it, it, and it's <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I feel like that was a just an actual question. Like, that was a valid question. Yeah, that's completely like, like, like I, I felt bad for a second. I was like, no. yeah, means, no, it could be I definitely. I think he means like, just like a tone. Yeah, you're just you're, living yeah. with like, the, You hear it so and much. It doesn't it, vary is my point. Like mm-hmm. it's, I just picked A sharp, but the tone that you sure. have, you know, you can try and whistle it to match and that's how people can figure out like what pitch they're hearing. And some people have dissonant pitches or even harmonic pitches they have a different pitch in each ear mm-hmm. which would just uh, i don't know if i could live with a dissonant pitch in the off ear that would, that would be infuriating yeah i get one but, like in my um, left ear occasionally like yeah. not to that extent but it's to a point where it'll you know it comes from a lot of going to shows when i was a teenager and being as close yeah. to the stage as possible and but i mean i, I, I think break I, my eardrum i think i heard once that you can that's you can be, why the doctor was there yeah um, I feel like you can be on it. You can be on a street, and I think I read once that like if you have a fire truck go by you and don't cover your ears, like it can cause permanent uh, damage. So you saying that I had the weirdest pop up of a movie go in my brain? Uh, do you remember or have you seen Mr. Holland's Opus? Oh yeah, yeah. that whole scene, and mm-hmm. and she just passed away this year, which is heartbreaking. Oh. Um, is Jean? I can't remember her last name, but she plays the mom, mm-hmm. and I just remember, and it's one of the, and I just remember the first time I saw it, like, and I was in high school when I saw, it, I was like. I don't get why is that baby like it, it just took me like a duh, <laughs> oh no oh. yeah and, and it's like and they do it like a slow motion like and it's not like cheesy but she's like slowly turns and you just see the baby sleeping through it and, mm-hmm. and everyone else is like oh covering their ears yeah. and and yeah oh surprise surprise your son yeah the Mm-mm. needing a doctor after having a gun yeah. fire that close to yours probably making sure that your eardrum, eardrums didn't rupture yeah um, and doing that having them check it out after he got out of prison seemed weird not like yeah the timing is- of that was like just want to make sure you got your hearing all the way back, buddy. Like, I don't, are see, we really never, putting that I, nice of a bow on this? Movie? I didn't. Like, I didn't feel. But see, I guess I didn't feel like he got his hearing back. I just felt like. Yeah, and maybe he didn't. Maybe they were checking it out, and they were like, you, like. But it, I guess it does. And in retrospect, I, yeah, I think that I just I wonder why they put that in there specifically because you know there was a reason. But it, it, that's I also was like, well, is it just because he's in a prison? So prisons no, have really doctors. I really want to watch that or? again because I feel like there's something in there that like. Or was the, that like right when he way, got into prison? Mm-hmm. was after. I think it was, I think it was like too, in the prison, I, but I don't, I mean, they kind of like, you know, blur the timeline of that together because they, do, they say they, that he can't get parole until like a few years after he goes into prison for a while. Yeah. But you know, it, and that's that, and I know like you're not going to try to age up baby, baby Ansel, but you know, like it's like, oh, he looks, he looks he's, just as adorable sound, he, and young as he did when the you day he When you say he sounds German. Oh, yes. He sounds so. <laughs> I just remember, oh, God, him in The Fault in Our Stars. He was, like, so adorable and so great for that role. But after a while, I'm like, it's distracting how adorable you are. And I can't I can't get the true feeling of this movie I, that I got from the book. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. just oh, so cute. Just a- so does anyone have any other thoughts, good or bad, they would like to add for Baby Driver? My um, only other one is a good one. And, Ooh. Uh, yes. Know, right? Surprise. So, so <laughs> rare. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, that I really, really liked having been in Drumline. Um, you were in the movie the, Drumline? Yeah, I was. How um, was Nick I, Nick Cannon? I hear he's a real asshole. That was me as Nick Cannon. They couldn't Whoa. actually get him. Whoa. What? Like Nick Ray. Will you effects, play? effects had Start come. Right now. right now, yeah. Really And good. go. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> the scene, the shootout. <laughs> I'm so sorry. In the middle of the song, it's uh, yeah. the version of Tequila that they play oh. is a cover, and there's two drum solos in the middle of it. 
and the drum beats were gunshots. Mm-hmm. And so they had uh, the choreographer and the stunt guy work together to teach everybody with the guns their part. And so being in drumline, when <laughs> you're cool. when you're in uh, bass drumline specifically, when everybody else, like if you're in snare line, all the snares are usually playing a pretty similar thing. Um, but in bass drumline, most of the time you're trading off your hits so that the whole bass drumline sounds like a unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really similar to that. Like you got dum to dum ba 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 dum dum to dum da 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 da. And so having all the different gun parts playing together to be able to make that drum solo, I thought was really really cool. Oh yeah, that was. I was like, ah, that had to take so long to learn. Like, yeah, that. Oh man, it was just a really cool scene. Yeah, and I feel like they did such a good job. Not it, it wasn't like overt and obnoxious, but they did such a good job at reminding you at various points throughout the movie that like, oh no, this is a very well thought out choreographed piece. Like, you know, them like taking the coffee cups out at the very beginning and putting the mm-hmm. money down in stacks and like having that in time. And then even with um you know, him later kinda like shuffling the the stack of money. Mm-hmm. And oh it was mm, it was just so f- Satisfying. I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, oh, I, I felt. Yeah, I feel like aside from the aforementioned like small little nitpicks I had with it, I thought it was because I was really worried going I'm glad into I it had that I had nitpicks too. It. Because up until going into until we start talking about, I was like, I just like the shit out of this movie. <laughs> like I had, I really like. Like I like like so even though I said like the girl came off a little one dimensional I like it didn't bother me watching it like I felt mm-hmm. like that's what I'm saying like and I even then I I don't even really feel like I necessarily agree with that per se it's just that I guess in retrospect we don't really know much about her mm-hmm. she didn't, she didn't need to I, you didn't need to but I think and that's kind of a trope that the lead guy is more sure. and, but outside of that I, I did kind of I did kind of dig about her though that she was like she got she got ride or die real quick with him yeah <laughs> like you know and she's trying to like back up and get the fuck out of there when the FBI is like, you know, has right. cut off the bridge. And I'm like, all right, Deborah, go ahead. They also had the scene where uh, he, he pronounces it Trex and she corrects him on it. Mm-hmm. And he's just yeah. like mortified that he said and that. And he kind of like laughs. He goes, yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really good. Like, mm-hmm. because in a lot of movies, that would have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, no, and you know it kind of shows that like she 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 knows her shit. Yeah, it was a good little kind of. Yeah, I just I really enjoyed the movie, and I think it kind of goes to say like it's a lot of the things like you know back in with the Guardians podcast, like a lot of the stuff that Nick brought up, I agreed with wholeheartedly, but I had forgotten about it. Oh yeah, I was just you know I was like oh it was so good, but then you brought up you know the seven hundred jumps, and I was like oh god, you're right, that was so bad. (laughs) Oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to find something Nick, so I'm I'm ramping Don't use your head. I'm oh I'm, I know it's so hard. Use, use your, use your, Look for it with your, your heart. heart. With your heart. With your heart. Okay, you know what? I wasn't gonna play tequila. Actually, do you have it? Do you have tequila? I do. And, yeah, yeah. Because I was I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Is that the brass version? Of it? No, this is the chance. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to find the brass, the button down brass. Yeah, the button down <laughs> that's, brass. Yeah, and every time I pull it up, it's like, I'm sorry, you can't listen to this because Wait, I got it downloaded. Where are you at? Oh. Your driver soundtrack. <sighs> Awkward sadness. Here we go. There you go. I actually learned how to play this song on clarinet when I was in elementary school. And they you made it clarinet? Uh-huh. Have you thought it- about that before? I feel like that is... I don't know. Okay. But they made us stop playing it because it had to do with alcohol. Well, folks, if you have any comments on Baby Driver, email us at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. <laughs> this is Nick with the button down brass. Smooth jazz. All you like. <laughs> it's not even jazz. <laughs> it's not even jazz. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, if you have thoughts about anything else that we said today, shoot us an email or tweet us at GoodBadGeeky. Um, you had Kyle from MadLab, mm-hmm. MadLab.net, <laughs> and Red Roo. Red yeah, Roo, yeah. Which some guy here recorded a theme song for recently. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the guy who is doing the theme song. Nick Ray. Nick Ray yeah. from So Long Stargazer. Yeah. And Yeah. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. And uh, I want to say now something inspirational. I have nothing to say. So Don't boost cars, kids. That's right. But unless you listen to really good music. Mm-hmm. We, we do not fully support that. But <laughs> and don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you don't get caught, then we won't get in trouble. Don't get caught. Take a drink. There, 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 there you go. That should be how the universe is like. If you listen this far, finish your drink. There you go. Finish your drink. There you go. But um.
go away. We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers. Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place.